Happy President's Day, everybody. Hope you have a day off. Sims, you're going to have the day oh, off. Oh, we can't take days off. Not from the podcast. That can never fucking happen. We are coming off of All-Star Weekend. I am. I am going to be still on my way back from L.A. When this comes out, though, I'm hoping that I'm actually on the beach enjoying my final day. You were going to come and hang out. Well, I'd like us to talk date. about the All-Star game. I know. I, I chickened out of that. I just didn't feel like doing anything. Do you like the NBA All-Star game? I used to. Until the last, until it became, I mean, I don't know what it became the last two hundred and ten to two hundred and five. Fucking stupid. Why they've had some good moments? Uh, well, oh, would they put some good social videos of a good dunk out there? Well, awesome. Do you like the dunk contest? Yes, I used to love the whole weekend. The All Star Game has to get a little more serious again. They have to play. Well, we always say this with other things. Do you up the amount of money they're paid? Do you up? How do you do it? Would they up the do maybe like what baseball does, like give the whoever conference gets home home court in the NBA finals? Man. Something like that. So you're we haven't even seen the All Star. We're taping this ahead of time. You're already saying it sucks. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, because it sucked the last year. I don't want to see one ninety three Russell Westbrook. That was incredible. Well, he's or like that always, one pass by worth, LeBron. He's always worth a good pass <laughs> and a good dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the dunk contest. I hope I get to go to the dunk contest. Tomorrow, Tuesday, franchise tagging begins. Yeah. And I don't remember, were teams last year, were they doing it early or were they waiting until the end? Well, there was, it was a little bit, I think we had a few that were like last second deadline and then a few that we knew kind of going into it. The, the word was already out. Yeah. I'm going to read you a list of possible franchise tags and you tell me if the rumors by next Tuesday will be swirling. Sure. The Minnesota quarterbacks, whether that's Keenum, Bridgewater, or Sam Bradford. I'm going to say no. Jarvis Landry. No. Demarcus Lawrence. Yes. Ooh. Ezekiel Ansah. No. You don't think they're going to do it at all? I don't think they'll franchise him, no. Seahawks and Sheldon Richardson. Ooh, that's another. That's a really interesting one because of the trade and all of that. But they're in they're in. I'm also, also going to say Seahawks and Jimmy Graham. Damn, that's another one. I would, honestly, I would honestly say Jimmy Graham before Sheldon Richardson. He had a great year. Yes. Um, there's they f- better because people are going to come steal Jimmy Graham. They're fucking crazy if they don't well, think like New England or like the the, the Saints or somebody. The again. Texans have come out. Right. The Ravens have come there out. There you go. I mean, there's, there's only so many people with those that measurables on the planet of Earth. I mean, he is a fucking monster of a man that can run. Sammy Watkins. No. Loarcus Joyner. Ooh. The Rams are in a spot. Because they're not going to franchise tag Tremaine Johnson. They could. Who I think has played the franchise tag perfectly. Yes. Back-to-back years, pulled in over 30 mil, and now he's free to hit the market at the age of 28. And he is, for my money, one of the five best corners in football, and he deserves to be paid by it. So they're not going to tag Tremaine, but maybe LaMarcus. LaMarcus, I think, is a very—LaMarcus is one of those guys I wrote about in my article two weeks ago about the most intriguing free agents. LaMarcus Jr. is going to be one of these guys that everyone's going to go— Wait, who and why are they paying Wasn't him so he the much guy money? That wanted to quit on the Rams right, and no. they're in that hard knocks. Right now, this guy is like legit. He's better than Ever Earl Thomas State. right now. He's wait, 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 yes, wait. he is. Wow, yes, he is a special player. He's in the prime of his career and a phenomenal football player. He really is. So he deserves a ten million dollar a year plus annual type contract. I don't think Aaron Donald is eligible yet because it's an, he's going into his option year. Right, right, right. Um, Odell, we're still waiting to see. I mean. I I just don't even Aaron Donald and Odell. I hope you don't guys don't play until they pay you. I'm just sick of it. The only other name that's possible for the franchise tag. He's 25 years old. 
Le'Veon Bell. Yep. 25. Yep. I feel like I've been watching this dude for his whole life. I know. But Le'Veon Bell, I think, out of everybody, is the guy that will likely, I think he's going to get franchise tagged, but he's the guy that needs to hold out the most. And he, he's also the guy I'm most confident that will hold out. I think so, too. I'm with you. He needs to hold out the most. The I think he's most likely to get a franchise tagged, right? And, you know... Again, another thing, I wrote about this in my article, too. Even though Le'Veon Bell was such an obvious guy, just talk about. The intriguing part to me is you better sign him to a long-term deal, Pittsburgh, because those two losses that you had in the first five weeks of the season when he wasn't 100%, it cost you home field, cost you the Super Bowl. Yeah, just this just in. It wasn't the Jesse James catch. It was getting your ass kicked early in the year by the Bears and the Jaguars. The Patriots game's a toss-up. You fucking blew it early in the year because you didn't want to pay your best player who then decided not to be in total game shape because he didn't go to training camp. So they're going to be in the same boat again if they don't figure it out. So this is the Hall of Fame running back edition of the podcast. We have Terrell Davis, Emmett Smith, but we also had Jerome Bettis, mm-hmm. who knows the Steelers organization really yeah, well. Right. And we asked him that question. Yeah. If you're negotiating against the Steelers, what do you do if you're Le'Veon Bell? Here's what he said. Jerome Bettis, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. We've had you here before. We know you're a great time. Uh, how you living? Us. I'm doing great, man. Having a great time. What are you I mean, doing in life right now? Like, what's a typical day? Uh, it at home? Yeah. I, I usually, well, not all the time, but I, you know, sometimes I will take the kids to school. Okay, uh, come back, try to get a, 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 a couple hours in. Yeah, but my wife never lets me do that. hours in and what? Yeah, what does if that I mean? could, if I could get back in the bed hours with the wife, another, or no, what are you talking get about? Get hour to in the bed <laughs> oh. to sleep. Oh, okay. Well, um, sure, you had to phrase that right. <laughs> that is a good. That's a good. I was word. like, we're getting but some no, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, but I'm trying to I'm trying to squeeze it in because I'm a night owl. I usually don't go to bed till about 1:30, okay. 2 o'clock. Yeah. And so, to, you know, when my wife wants me to take the kids to school, it's it's like early 7 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So it's killing me. I'm like, ah. Man. And so I try to sneak back in, but I usually don't. And then after that, I gotta get get to work. Usually around 10 o'clock, I'm. I'm making some phone calls and emails and catching up on gotcha. everything. Gotcha. Well, Sims, I talked to him beforehand. I said, what, what question do you get the most? And apparently everyone asks him about the Detroit Super Bowl and all that. Yeah. Talk about when you're a player in the Super Bowl and, and people start asking for tickets. You yeah. were the hometown hero in Detroit. How many tickets did you have to give out? And what does that mean for the player that gives them out? Right. So for me, you know, the Super Bowl, everybody talks about, oh, it was great. You was in your hometown. <laughs> and I'm, I'm – Quiet in the back of my hand thinking, shit, yeah. I'm in trouble <laughs> because this is going to get expensive. Right. Um, and so I had about 40, wow. 45 tickets. And what's average I, for a player in the Super Bowl? I think every player gets like 12 or yeah, 15. 15, right. usually about 15. Right. So, but the, the team, they were great. But I also got reached out to the NFL and I got a box. Wow. Um, Holy you well. had a box at the so Super Bowl? I got a box at the Super Bowl and <laughs> believe me, that number? Yeah, that's I mean that's Ridiculous. about Coca-Cola Ridiculous. and GE and like Ridiculous. What right, number, number are we talking? It was we talking like, over 500k? No, it was like two and a half, two like a quarter. Wow. I mean 250. And that I mean, and you have you, to pay for that. You yeah. played in the Super Bowl and gave the Super Bowl money as I had to, I had to <laughs> cut a check. 
<laughs> and if we had a loss, it would have been real oh, bad, right? Gosh. Oh, God. That's yeah. unbelievable. My dad we had to buy 55 yeah. for Super Bowl 21, and he still complains about it this day. Like you know, The game in which he won MVP. Yes, nobody because everybody, like, like Jerome's going to yeah. tell us here in a second, yeah. everybody thinks the tickets are free. Like, oh, they just hand them out. And they pro- the people still ask you for tickets and think you get them uh, yeah. for nothing. To, to, to this day, they yeah. want to know, hey, can you get them? Or you say, well, well, at least can you get them for face value? If I could get them for yes. face value, yeah. right? And, I know. and then you say to yourself, if I could get them for face value, I wouldn't give them to you. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? It's like, are you kidding? Me? Uh, I love what you said, yeah, though. Right. I said, man, you had to be annoyed or, or tired of being asked all those questions during that Super Bowl, but you had a strategy to it. I did. I was I was very comfortable with it because I had a young quarterback who was a second-year quarterback. Yeah, Big Ben second a, year. I had a first-year uh, running back who was the starter in Willie Parker. Right. So, for me, it was about taking all of the workload, mm. not having those guys have to answer question after question after can't question so that they could prepare for the game. I do the heavy lifting because I knew I wasn't going to I wasn't going to be central in right. terms of the offensive game plan. Right. So my my plan was take all the questions, let these guys focus on winning the game and they better win it. And when it's second and short, give me right. the ball. Give me the ball. Ram it in there. Exactly. <laughs> do you feel like a proud father looking at Big Ben right now? No, no, not a, not <laughs> I, I feel like a big brother. Okay. Not a proud father. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Absolutely. When we watch videos in training camp and he doesn't even have the helmet on or he's throwing up at the hat. The hat's backwards in pregame warm-ups. Everybody's like buckled up, ready to go. He does whatever he fucking wants. Well, he's he's earned that. He's earned that right. You know, you win two Super Bowls for the franchise and and been – uh, a great player for a long time. You earn the right to kind of have a little swag, no sure. doubt. Uh, you know, with it, and you say, "Hey, man, I'm not putting the helmet on yet. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to see, see all this of this. beautiful right. face." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's not the prettiest guy in the world. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's my man. That's my man. <laughs> Steelers, Steelers Nation seems to be rooting against the Patriots because that six means a lot to you guys. Well, well, and James Harrison's there. Not even. Oh, is that weird? Not even that. We don't like. The Patriots. Right. I mean, is is that simple? That you know, still the fans, and you know, don't like. But y'all don't like the Philadelphia Patriots. fans either. But, but but I was nine years old. I think it was 1995. Cowboys Steelers. I'm an Eagles fan. Okay, and I'm on vacation, and I go, go and kick the Cowboys' ass. Yeah, go Pennsylvania. And this guy said, "Fuck Philly." And I was like, "Damn!" And then from then on, I was like, "Man, nobody likes us at well, all." Well, you got to understand, we have a, yeah, a let me very, very special history with with Philly. It, there was a team once called the Steagles. Yes, there was. Right. So, so we're 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 kind of embedded. Are you gonna extend some brotherly love to me right now? Absolutely. Oh, I am baby. rooting for the Eagles. No question about it. Because I'm excited. There was that relationship there, uh, symbiotic. Yeah, relationship and that uh, Good word. it's still it's still there. It's still there. Man. It's deep down though. It's deep, deep, deep down, but it's there. What 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 are you just like? What, what is it about New England that drives you crazy? Other than I mean, I know you're a Steeler, but <laughs> when you think back about them playing against them there, you know whatever it may be, what jumps out to you about them? <sighs> what, do you think they're che- yeah? Do you think they're side. cheaters? Do you think they're amazing? You what know what? I mean, no, they do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, right. They do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. They, they are always looking for a competitive edge. And for the most part now, it is preparation, game plan. They go a lot further than most teams. Yes, they do. Uh, and they're willing to scrap a game plan it's from one week to the next. Start new the next they're, week. A, a totally different football yeah. team. Yes. 
That's whereas, why they're amazing. Whereas no team does that. Right. right? They, they, they have, stand for Here's something. our core plays. This is our core plays. Yeah. We're going to add. We got a wrinkle. A few wrinkle here right. and there. We right. We're going to go in motion here. Let's see what they do. Yeah. And, and if we do this, we're going to run the package out of this personnel, right? Yeah. And so you do some things, but in essence, all you're doing is putting some lipstick on it, on a pig, and it's still a pig, right? They say, no, we're going to ride a donkey today. Yeah. We we had a pig yesterday. We're because going with the a team we're today playing has a weakness against donkeys. Because the team we're playing yep. doesn't like the donkeys. donkey poo. We're going to put the donkey poo all over the place. <laughs> and that's how they play. Yeah. And, and so from week to week, they have the ability to be, to be a chameleon. And so when they get into situations that you stop what they're doing, they're ready for that's it. why their second-half adjustments yeah. are so great right. because they have the ability from week to week to be whatever they need to yeah. be. So in the second half, they can become a different football We're team. We're going to come out in three tight ends and be- now yes. run the ball Because or they've, they've trained the players yes. to now think that way. It's yeah. crazy that not everyone does that. Well, that's the case. What favorite running back to watch in the NFL right now? Who's, who? I know there's a lot of good ones. Like I, these dual threat I, I, guys. I'm, I'm a Todd Gurley guy. You're I a mean, girly I, guy. I, I, I like how he hits it. Yeah. He hits it hard and he's running downhill and if you get in the way, yeah. it's going to be a collision. Right. It's going to be a collision. Yeah. I, I, I figured you were going to say maybe a Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott yeah, or yeah. somebody I like, like that. I like Zeke. Yeah. Uh, but Gurley is just that big guy that Guys have to make a business decision. Yeah, yep. Right? And the, the cornerbacks are saying. I thought it was the same for net. You know, they get pissed. I, I like Fournette, but Fournette, he has a little tiptoeish in him, a little Ooh, bit. Right. Just a little bit. Yeah, you don't want any trepidation. Uh, I, no, hit it. Hit it. All right, I got one more for hit you. It. You are in a really precarious situation. People look at you and they think Steelers immediately. Yep. You kind of represent the team. Uh-huh. At the same point, you know that a player has to get his. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, absolutely. How do you navigate which side to be on with that? Well, I, I'm always going to be on the player side. Yes, but, of course. But this is the player's podcast. Absolutely. I'm always going to be on the player side, but I, I'm conscious of what the what the team does because what you have to do is you've got to know the animal you're dealing with to know the outcome that's possible. Mm. So if you understand the Steelers and how they operate, they they have a hard line at 30 years old. That's kind of how they negotiate. They they negotiate to a thirty year old to a thirty year old plateau. Gotcha. So if they do that, we know that Le'Veon is 26, 27, I believe. Yeah. We got three year, a three year window. So I, if I'm Le'Veon, saying I'm going to maximize my three year window. Mm. All right. If my number is fourteen, right. I want, you know, give me fourteen each of these three years. Gotcha. Or fifteen three years. Guarantee that. So he wants a long-term deal, and you're saying focus on the three well, and maximize well, them. To no, maximize no, in Pittsburgh. Give me, no, give me the long-term deal, right. but I want the most I can get in my three-year window. Those first three years. Knowing, right. knowing how they operate. That's right. some because, art of war Because stuff. if you give me a five-year deal and you got two big two big, two big years on the back end. Right, that's not going to do anything for you. You'll never see it. See it. They're going to cut you after I'll year three. Right. So if I know yeah. how they operate, I'm saying – all right, I'll give me a five-year deal. Give me all of it in the first three. You get, you take a two-year, a two-million-dollar fourth <laughs> year, and a five-million-dollar fourth in the four, fifth year. Yeah, right. Man, we'll give see. Give me that the happens. fifteen, the eighteen, and the sixteen up front. Le'Veon, call Jerome. He's going to negotiate for you. Now, Jerome, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. Sims and Lefko, Lando Lakes okay. is paying you good money to do the pitch. Here's how it works. We're going to let you do the pitch. 
however you want to do it. And we're going to grade you we're one through ten. We're grading your ass, though. How you are as a pitch person. You're very good at this, Don't so I have a lot of confidence. Don't make me throw this out there on you, okay? Don't make me throw the number one out. Jerome Bettis for Orlando Lakes. Well, you have first of all, you've got to understand this is not just a pitch. This is an incredible opportunity. So let me explain to you okay. what this opportunity is. All right. Okay? It's the Orlando Lakes Farm Bowl. And Ooh. so you say, well, what is the Farm Bowl, right? What is it, Jerome? Well, the, uh, the Farm Bowl is an opportunity to get active and former players. We're going to pair them with uh, farmers, oh, right? And we're going to do some farm-themed challenges. It's going to happen February the 1st at 3M uh, Arena on, at Mariucci. It's on the uh, Min- University of Minnesota's campus. Yep. It's their hockey arena. And it's going to be an incredible time. We're going to have kind of farm-themed uh, activities and competitions, and we're going to be throwing bells of hay. It's going to be drone Damn. drops, all these kind of things. We've got Kyle Rudolph. We've got Luke Keekley, Stephon Diggs, Greg Jennings. Yeah. So this is going to be Jason Brown, who's a former NFL player, who's actually gone to the other side, who's become a farmer. Mm-hmm. So now he's kind of like, Went, went to the other side. He hasn't gone to the enemy, per se, but he's going to the other side. I put Lando uh, Lakes so, on all my toast and jelly every excellent. morning. And, and, and the- you'd be surprised about Lando Lakes because everybody thinks it's, it's just a company that makes the butter. But this is a, a cooperative of farmers that owns the company. It's not oh. It's not just this big company, right? So yeah, this is that's it's right. a pretty interesting uh, company. I'm holding up my score. What number I'm getting? You're getting Jerome Bettis College, okay? You're oh, getting number you get six. six. I mean, what's the max, man? I was going ten on the max. max. I don't give tens I, I don't anybody. Believe that. That's you cannot tell me I'm that you wasn't a, strong. What what did I not hit? How did I not just get you? you I just want wanted to. Come. I just wanted to give you six from Notre Dame. That's all I wanted to do. I expect to if see I was, you there. If, if I was going to break it down, I love that you said it's more. It's an opportunity. That's right. I love that you brought in the farmers. You said that one crossed over. Uh, little little ums. What was your liking. What was your score? I gave a seven. I gave a seven. Seven. You're, you were fantastic. I would pay you to represent my brand because I see the passion in your eyes. Absolutely. Yes. Very happy to have you. Unbelievable. I get sevens. You guys. I gave you a six. I didn't give you a seven. Suck. You guys suck. For real. You guys. Jerome Bettis, you guys the man. We Jerome. like you very the much, bus. though. All of get those numbers up, man. <laughs> Yeah, so Bettis was kind of in the mindset that he's that older. Le'Veon's 27, 28. He's 25. Yeah. So he really can negotiate that five-year deal mm-hmm. with the Steelers, not some two-year make prove it and see what happens. I think he's got the power, man, right now. I really do. I mean, they're you know, again, who who on their roster are you going to trust to do that position? Do you got somebody in the draft they want to pick? Now, like, the, the interesting is, yeah, running backs are growing on trees. Yes. We know that. But not Le'Veon Bells. But not Le'Veon Bells, right. I mean, we saw Kareem Hunt, fourth-round pick or third-round pick. Yeah. Yes, he led the NFL in rushing. Alvin Kamara, third-round pick. He was definitely one of the best running backs in the sport. But... Yeah, and you're gonna Howard, have you're gonna have to pick. be really on your game to go. Oh, this rookie can come in here and be Alvin Kamara, you know, for uh, instead of Le'Veon Bell or whatever it may be. So, do you think if you're a GM, yeah. and you've been raised in GM school, mm-hmm. you're not gonna overpay running backs. Right. You don't want to give the squeaky wheel all the grease because a lot of other players are gonna go with it. I'm gonna complain and hold out on my contract too. Yep. yep. 
is Le'Veon's one of those guys where you make the exception. Even though it could hamstring a team that is a lot older and still needs a lot of help, and Big Ben's coming up for a contract soon. Yeah, it's it's one of the most intriguing things because Le'Veon, of course, we know his worth. I mean, who are the best running backs in the sport right now? Him, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, Todd Gurley. I think those would be the four guys I would go. If you made me pick four, it's those four, right? Le'Veon Bell is, of course, extremely rare because, like a David Johnson, he is a legitimate pass game threat. Yes. Where you line him up for a receiver. Yeah, I think he had over 80 receptions. Right. And you go, holy shit, what do we do? Do we put the corner on him to cover him? So there can, there, there's value to that. But he also has to realize the position he does play, and he still is a running back. So he can't hold their feet to the fire, I don't think, and ask for 16 or $18 million a year. I don't. I think he has to also realize what the market is. Now, like, what is it? LaShawn McCoy's making like $8.5 million a year. He certainly deserves more than that. Here's what's interesting 10, because 11, he was 12 tagged. a year. Right. The tag now increases it to the 16 mil. Right. And it's a lot like what happened with Kirk Cousins in Washington. Mm-hmm. They're going to go, well, no, no. You're going to pay us the 16 or 17 for this year because that's what we would have gotten with the franchise tag. Right. And it increases all of the other years, too. It does, sure. I'm excited to see what Le'Veon does. Yep. I think the fact that it's going to be hitting two years before we go through a new CBA. Right. I'm telling y'all, I've been saying it since last year, 2021 is going to be anarchy. Our guy, Damara Smith, came out and said he is preparing for war. This is part of the reason there's war, because you have a position like the running back that has been so devalued that when the best running back in the NFL is only 25 years old, teams are afraid to pay him. We do not have an answer, but we do have a spectacle, and it's going to be fun to watch Le'Veon negotiate it because he clearly is okay talking about it in the media. Terrell Davis, his career wasn't that long to get into these huge contract disputes, but he does have stories. What was it like seeing John Elway run in sprints the first day? And he's got a story about bowling with Elway in Mike Shanahan's basement that I really enjoyed. Here's TD Terrell Davis. I actually kind of want to start there. Can we? What do you think of Chris's top button? You seem like a man that has some stuff. Are we starting? Yeah, we just did. Hey, fuck you, okay? Fuck Whoa, you. Man. Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Drop one. I'm not saying all that. Okay, fine. No, no. I got kids, man. <laughs> Whatever. You just said all My these kids. bad words to no, me. No, I didn't. No, yeah. I, it's not, no, I so didn't say that. so freaking mean. No. Like, what the hell? You came out here saying those bad words. Mm-hmm, man, not me. Can I get a drop? What, what do you think of Sims' top button? Do you like this swag? Uh, for him, yeah, it's cool. What, for it's him, right. what? Yeah, what the for fuck? you. What the hell is that supposed <laughs> to mean? That means, that means I wouldn't do it. But yeah, for you, it's all right. Okay, thanks. Like, I tried that once, and my wife was like, man, I'm buttoning your shirt. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was cool. I, it, thought, it, I thought this is what the millennials are doing nowadays. She's like, nope. What's incredible, so, though, is when you wear yeah, the worst, a jacket but like the, this, but see, it the worst thing is, shirt you The wear. worst thing is when you're an old guy. I guess I'm an old guy. Are I'm, you an old guy? I, I don't know. How some, old are you? Some now? People, no, you're I'm, old. I'm 45, right? You're so, old. So you're an old Is guy, old? and you're trying to do stuff that's that's cool, it's but bad. but it comes across a little a little corny. You know what I mean? So I, I just stay in my lane, man. I don't even try. I don't try to keep up with the trends of fashion. I just stay in my lane and and uh, keep it very simple. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm 37, oh. and I go to Bleacher Report every day, and Ooh. I'm like one of the three oldest guys in the building. And, dude, I'm getting old compared to them. I mean, like, you know, all these, like, 27-year-olds, they're, oh, they're on Instagram all day. Yeah. I'd say, like, old movie quotes. 
And they're like, they don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. They're like, what's the right movie that? I'm like, you've never seen like Tommy Boy? And they're like, oh, is that with Chris Farley? Yeah, like you've never fucking seen that. No, I'm getting to that age. It's official. Yes, I, I can relate to that. Again, like I said, I'm 45, so I work with uh, let's say James Jones. Yeah. Right. So James has this thing of. He, every, he makes all these little slight little comments every time something comes on, like with the video, right? The video's like, man, when you play, did they have the, the video on the reels? Uh, like, is that how you guys watch yeah, tape? Yeah, yeah, right, the projector. The projector. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. He says I've that. never watched film on a projector. Right. I remember my dad but, watching it. Right. Yeah. But I do remember, you know, that was like in high school. Right. We had one of those, but growing up, man, we had video. I mean, we had like the you know the VHS, man. We had we end up at the end of my career. We had we had disc. It wasn't as in vogue, but we laser, had some digital yeah. stuff. Yeah, we had the big laser disc. That's what I mean. We had dude. Remember I laser re- disc? You remember yes, laser disc? I remember came out? being yeah. in elementary school. They're like, guys, we're gonna learn about forests in Africa, and it's like, <laughs> here's a laser disc. disc. Yeah, those things had a run of about six months, and that was it, dude. I mean, and, and I went out Apple's and I bought. That was like my rookie year. No, it was like my second year. And I remember going to like the uh, like records that store records or Tower Records. Tower, Tower records, records, yeah. And man, I went nuts on this disc. I, I bought all kinds. I just, just you bought the them. wrong technology. I bought the wrong technology. Yeah. I my, mean, literally, my, it felt like two weeks later. It went from that to like the regular CDs and like, iPods or DVDs. I was shit. like. Man, okay. so you really feel old because you look. No, great. no, no. I don't feel old. Don't you're feel gonna old. you're gonna look twenty eight your old. whole life. I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. Oh my gosh! I don't, Jeez. Yeah, I'm not 28. Sims, no, what's wrong with that? No, I just saying. He looks good. What did you still look, you still work out? You lifting weights still? Yeah. What are you lifting? Uh, how much you bench? How much you benching? How much I'm squatting. Hey, what's your max? What's your max, bro? <laughs> what's your max, dude? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, no, seriously, I want to know. No, no, all right, no first seri- of all, I'm not, I'm not maxing anything. No, at I'm this not point. either. But like, if you do you, like dumbbell bench press, right? I do some dumbbell, but I'm, it's very light. Like, right. I, I just do. It's more of a maintenance thing than it is trying to, you know. He's try, not big Phil. Bailed, okay, man. I know. Chris's dad is still squatting 400, and he's is how he really? old? Yeah, well, how old yeah, is he? He also had three back surgeries, so he's a fucking idiot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he deserves With, and, it. And now he's still he's still he's squatting. He's stupid. He's stupid. He'll bench you know who? Yeah. You know who saved him? I, who? Greg Roskopf. Oh, did he? You know Greg yeah. out in Denver, MAT. Yeah. Yeah, he was gonna go get a fourth surgery, and I was like, oh, hey, dumbass, the first three didn't work. Go see Greg and see if he can help you, and he helped him. Greg was a crime dog. Crime dog, as you called him? Um, yeah, you know what? I, I remember I threw my back out. I was trying to do a clean. I did the clean press, and I tried it one time, and then my, my back went out. And that was the last time I tried to do anything like that. You know, No right. squats, no cleans, none of that stuff. So I just kind of do leg press and, and like leg extension. But prime TD, like when you're in your prime, like what would you do like squatting? Like if you had to go in there and like actually yeah. move a little weight, you know, like what? What, what yeah. are we talking? You well, think? well, here's the deal, man. I have some news for for all the kids out oh there God. who who, um, who really want to be a professional football player. I didn't like lifting weights. Yeah, see, you're a so freaking you're one nature. Of those guys. He's a freaking, I, I, no. I ate McDonald's and put ten pounds on my bench. Like. It's called playing football, man. I, f- people, I think people get the idea wrong. They think that if you play football, that you have to be like this workout junkie, like right. weight room. No, I, I love to work out like doing. I pull sleds, like I'll do yes, that kind of stuff. Those, those are functional stuff. stuff. Right, right. But to sit there and just put plates on a on a bar, yeah. and just trying to wrap out as many as you can yeah. did nothing for me. You don't find though, like what Larry Allen did, impressive, like forty three oh, rep. That it's, shit's crazy. It's impressive, but Is that it doesn't functional? mean that I want to go do that. Yeah, right. If if that's your if that's your deal, yeah, we had fullbacks, Dean Tron Smith. Uh, he oh, loved man. to lift weights. He was a weight room guy. That's what he did. I mean, he, he can put them out. 
that's impressive for him, but I'm not going to try to do that. Yeah, I can like, see. I, like I, I take the same my, way. I don't my need deal it. was to do whatever that sheet came out. Chris, you know that sheet that comes out, the workout sheet? Yeah. I was doing whatever it said. I wasn't doing any more. I wasn't doing any less. Yeah, you just <laughs> did working it. out. I right. did that sheet, and that was it. Was yeah. Elway working out at the end when you guys he were in the Super Bowls? He was. And it was impressive because when I got there as a rookie. Mm, he could move some weight. I've always heard about it. No, John was, John was a monster. Yes. And I remember watching John just kind of on the field. You know, they have the, the, the voluntary, mandatory workout you have. Right. And I'm looking on the field when I just arrived as a rookie, and I see this guy running up. He's, like, leading. And his shirt is off. He's kind of running upright. Big barrel-chested. Yeah, yeah, big barrel. Yeah. And he's running. He's just outrunning all the young players. And I'm thinking, who in the hell is that? And sure enough, it's John Elway Damn. out there at a, basically a voluntary workout in the summer. And when I saw that, man, I was like, dude, yeah. I can't give any less than what this man is giving. So he inspired me by watching him work out in the offseason. That's so, yeah, awesome. John, yeah, John, I was already a 350-pound power cleaner, which I was always like, what? Like, that's insane to do that much weight. But whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm he, just saying that. Man, that dude, yeah. he's, a, he's impressive. He's, a, he's impressive on a lot of levels. Right, man. right. Yeah. What, what other we, levels? Uh, the man is an athlete. I mean, baseball, right? Right. Yeah. Basketball. He can shoot some hoops. Yeah. You say, all right, you want to go bowling? John's going to probably dominate you in bowling. Right. Oh, don't, oh, oh let, let, don't, don't let me mention the golf game the man has. Really? Yeah. So when I say – Everything he, he, he could, touches. He could have been a, a Hall of Famer in about nine different sports. Wow. Yeah, he's a fr- he's, he's amazing. And the story always is he, he would dominate everybody on his pool table. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, beat him on his pool table yeah. once, and he sold it the next yeah. morning and got a new one. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it, it, I, you've heard the story. Yeah. He was just that competitive. Yeah, yes. you, you can't just have a friendly game. Of, I, it just happened a few about a year ago. We're in Mike Shanahan's basement. He has a bowling alley. Oh, I know. I, yes. I am so excited. Right. A Mike Shanahan basement story. Okay, so <laughs> keep going. And we're down there bowling. And John looks at me. He sees me bowling, and he challenges me. You know, he challenges <laughs> me to you – and we put some money on it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to accept the challenge. Right. But that's how he is. We're just bowling for fun. But he looks at me he's like, all right, oh, yeah, yeah, he can't I, take it. He, yeah. needs, he needs incentives. So now he wants to wager. Right. And now I'm sweating because I'm, I'm not used to this kind of pressure. You know what I mean? So we bowl, and he beats me. I still owe him that money. I'm not going to ever pay him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's screw him. He's made so much money. Yeah, man, you don't need that money. Yeah, the hell money. with him. That's uh, right. All right, so we're competitive, too, and what we've been doing is starting a competition. Go for it. Everyone is here selling something, Terrell Davis. Yes. You are here for K Jewelers. But here's what doing. There you go, Henry. We are, we are ranking the sales pitches. All right, let's go. So I'm going to give you the floor. Let's we're going to rank you 1 through 10. Okay. Sell us on what you let's got. Let's go. I am here on behalf of K Jewelers. It is the number one jewelry store in America. It is the official jewelry store of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They have been entrusted to create this beautiful ring of excellence that's given to every Hall of Famer. Now, we are in the season. Valentine's Day is coming up in about uh, I don't know, 12 days or something like that. Okay? We want to win Valentine's Day. If you want to win Valentine's Day, go visit your local K Jewelers store or go to K.com to find that special gift your wife is going to love. Wow, that was like, you're scary. It's a little too professional. I know, I know. There you go. I'm going eight. I give him a nine. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm not giving you a ten. Because Valentine's Day is not in 12 days. Okay, I, so I, I docked I, you a point. I said, I said I said, about. I said roughly. Didn't I say roughly? You did. You, you said did. about. I said about. Yes. I know. Okay, I'm was, just saying. Was, well, it 14, I, was it 14 days? Uh, 13 I, days? I, I really love the energy. I love the way that you delivered the ring. Um, I just maybe could have used you to include us a little bit. That was the only reason I took the other point off. Being like, hey, 
you know, Chris, you could win Valentine's Day hey, too. You know what? But an eight's really good. You're in the top percentile that's, right that's, now. All right, all right, all right. I'm a tough. Oh, Adam needs to worry about Valentine's Day, so that's you need great. to give him pointers. His girlfriend's got him so wrapped around her oh, finger. That's just, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and maybe I took off a point because I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's not your fault. Go face your fears. Thanks for it. coming on, dude. Terrell Davis, time, Hall of Famer. He wears the jacket just like he wore a career, perfectly and right to the point. Terrell Davis. Ho, 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 ho. Appreciate you. Those stories were awesome. Anytime. Of all of these guys, I was most excited to see Emmett Smith. Yeah. The reason you were in here, I got a chance to do a one-on-one. We right. talked about the Cardinals. He put his hand on my shoulder and he said, man, I really enjoyed that. His PR people came up to me and said, that was the best interview that we've done all day. And this is when young journalists, you need to realize, young TV bloviators, these motherfuckers don't remember you. Okay, Emmett Smith had done like 20 interviews that when we got to talk to him, he got booed by Eagles fans. And I didn't know all I thought, Sims, here comes my buddy Emmett. We're going to connect. Yeah. And I, I went back he connected, and I, all right. I went back and I looked at it and about half the interview is fine. Yeah. We're talking about the Cowboys versus the Patriots and the dynasties and all that stuff. And then I mentioned I was an Eagles fan. And what look did you say he had in his eyes? I'm possessed. You said like a fourth and one. Oh, yeah. He had like a fourth and one. I'm going to run you over like middle linebacker. He was. He got fired up. To the point where Josh was over your shoulder going, wrap it up, wrap it up. And I was like, no, we can't fucking wrap it up because I'm not ending it with Emmett Smith being mad at me. He was pretty mad. He was mad. He wasn't like mad at you, but he was trying to convey his message that your fans have been fucked up in the history of this. I was sweating. Emmett was sweating. He had the chest hair out. You were even sweating. It was a big day. It was a big day. Here's the interview that I've been trying to hide from you guys for a week and a half. Emmett Smith hating my stinking guts. You know what? Wow. I talked to you a few weeks ago. We're starting right now, by the way, Emmett Smith, 22. And, and I'm an Eagles fan. And you gave me so much shit. Drink that water because you're about to get dry from the heat I'm about to spit. Oh, baby. How great is this Eagles? <laughs> oh, he's going to talk so much shit right now. I'm so How excited. great they are? Oh, yeah. Their greatness will be revealed come Sunday. We just talked to your boy. Just make sure you get in the mic. Yeah, yeah. we Their just greatness talk- will be revealed come Sunday. So we had a chance to talk to Moose. Uh, your boy. And you can pick it up and grab it, whatever you want. Yeah, you're like you could be like. I don't, I don't work out anymore. This thing kind of hit me. <laughs> yeah. So we talked to Moose Johnston, uh-huh. and I said, "Who are you rooting for?" He said, "Honestly, he goes, we won three out of four. The Patriots had won three out of four. I do not want them to get another three out of four because what we did is special, and I don't want that to change. Do you agree? Yes, I do agree with that. Okay, I do agree with that. And so. So you're uh, rooting for the Eagles on Sunday. Wow. No, I'm rooting for the Eagles not because of that. Yeah. I'm Eagles fan. I'm, I'm not rooting for the Eagles because of that. I'm rooting for the Eagles because I honestly believe 
that team is built inside out. Yes. Uh, the offensive line is very yeah. stout. Yeah. The defensive front is very, very good and yep. very aggressive. They have a fast defense. Malcolm Jenkins, I can see him in the box rotating around and covering some of these quick sure. and making plays in the box. And so, and their secondary are very good covers. Yeah. And so with that kind of pressure, they can get pressure with just four guys. Yeah, but right. what about legacy? What about what about comparing I'm not, the dynasties? This, see, there's no dynasty until this game is over. Right. There's, I mean, there's already a dynasty now. Right, right, right. But there's already a legacy now. Yeah. So this, this is this is nothing. It's fucking crazy. That this is just done adding this on to what you already have done. Yeah. You talking about eight Super Bowl unreal. appearances? It's unreal. In 16 years, it's yeah. insane. What, what, what kind of legacy are we talking about? As far as this, if you were to sit down with Bill Belichick and mm-hmm. you only got one question, what would you ask him? Oh man, that's a, that's one question. You only get one. You cannot sit down with a man that, with that kind of mind and ask just one question. There's well, no way. What's the first thing that you? Okay, want to what do? I would do then? Yeah. This is what I would do. I say talk. You and wouldn't I, even ask. You just say talk. talk. Go, and he might just go on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean talk. Yeah. Tell me something, man. Give me something. Because there's so much in that brain. Exactly. So you just cannot ask one question. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that is put together and has a machine, machine. a system that's a machine. Because think about it, nothing that's really changed outside of players. No. Belichick is still there. Brady's still there. Yeah. Mr. Kraft's still there. Coaches rotating in and out. Players rotate in and out. And success is still coming. Unreal. Do you ever think – I, so we, I don't know. I probably have told you this before because this is like your third time visiting us. But I love Emmett. I mean, you were – I was a Cowboys fan once my dad retired. Because of Troy. I love Troy. I loved you. I love the playmaker. Right. Okay? The day my dad got his jersey Hall of Fame, Emmett Smith up the middle, <laughs> waving by to uh, Felipe Sparks. Yeah, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, and yeah. then I went to the hotel after because my that dad's family was there for the retirement and we walked into the hotel and on the bar, the buses were gone for the Cowboys, but Michael Irving was on the bar dancing, just to say that. <laughs> but no, this he is where is I was a, going with this question. So I know, he's man. crazy. But this is where I wanted to go. You won three out of four. Do you ever go, damn, if Jimmy stayed, we would have won four out of four? No, I don't. I you don't? don't? Like, I, you got screwed in that 49ers no, NFC Championship game. No, that was P.I. on Dion. It was P.I. on yeah. Dion, but, but, but that's beside the point. Okay. The bottom line is we we put ourselves in a in a predicament early. Yeah, the fumble. The, right. The, the, we turned the ball over very early in the game. Right. Twice. Matter, mm-hmm. matter of fact, two two times. Our first two possessions just turned it over. Interception and, we, and yeah, a fumble yeah, by Irvin, right? Exa- well, yeah, it was something. Yeah. And so being behind to a team like the 49ers with Dion on the other side of the ball. Right. And at that time also, I wasn't as I wasn't healthy enough. Hammies was bothering me that yeah. whole entire season. Is that right? And we had lost Eric Williams early that year to, right. in a car accident. So not only did we lose Jimmy, we we lose Eric. I'm not healthy. Other folks, I mean, it's, it was different. Yeah. It was different. And so um, I can't say we could have won four straight. I couldn't right. say that. I, yeah. I mean, if I my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Exactly. Hey, all right. Which is okay. And she'll wear a mustache. Do you know who <laughs> the starting quarterback of the other team you played in the last game of your career. Do you remember who you played in the last game yeah, of your what career? Was your last oh, game of your career. Man. Last game of my career was You were in Arizona, of course. Yeah, I was definitely in Arizona. Was I love it, was Edmonds, it, was Arizona. It, uh, hold on, was it Tampa Bay? It was Tampa Bay. Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. Man. Like that is like something I forget sometimes. And I'm like, damn, I was on the field for Emma Smith's last game. 
I mean, I was rooting against you that yeah, day. I, I but understand. I understand why. Bam! I missed a throw to Ernest Graham that would have won the game, and I got hit as I was throwing it, and I missed it. And I, it still haunts me uh, <laughs> to this day. But I just wanted to share that with well, you because I, you were such a legend. I remember walking out in the game just going like, holy shit, like – not only am I playing quarterback, I'm excited about that, but I'm on the field against Emmett Smith, who played against my father, yeah. and it's his last game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted it's to crazy. tell you how special it was for me. I mean, life is crazy. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I'm playing on the field with you, right? and I played against your father. Yeah, right. So, yeah. it just shows you that time and that time change. I'm starting to see a lot of players that I played with their kids are now playing college ball. Isn't that right, crazy? Right. So it is kind of crazy. Mike yeah. Irvin's son is playing college ball down in Miami. Yeah. Troy Vincent's son just committed to Ohio State. Yeah. And some other guys' yes. sons are starting to go to Florida State and other schools. Man. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, can I more, I'm going to ask a more history question. Can I ask one before oh, you get go to ahead. it? Go ahead. I have a question about the jacket. What about it? Let's say Emmett my enjoys Hager, My Hager Hall of Fame jacket. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. My question was, let's say Emmett hits the buffet a lot and you put on, like, 100 pounds. Oh, man. Do they make you a new jacket? They would have to in that case. Like, are there people that just balloon up and they need to get a new jacket? I, I think since I got my first jacket, I've gotten smaller. Really? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Well, older guys usually don't get, uh, like, bigger. He's going to lose a little muscle as he gets older. I'm going to get fat as hell. Well, well yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you're genius. You, you, I don't have you're your choosing genius. to get fat. No, you're, no, I've been good. I don't need to take. He this has been. I'm right straightening him out, trying to get him eat healthy and all that stuff. Oh, he wants to get fat. Well, yeah, it's in him. I mean, look at him. I mean, it's his, he's a biscuit away. He's a biscuit away from being. And I do love fucking biscuits. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'll go down history. I, all right, I just want because you know I was growing up watching you play. The best team you ever played against. Like, you guys, my father says you're 92, your 92 team. He thinks that's the best team he ever played against. I would like to know the best team you think you've ever played against. Oh, I man. mean, you had those great Eagles defenses. Right, of course, right, your right. Super Bowl matchups. That, that, that was my initial thought. The Eagles? Was the early 1990-91 Eagles. That's right. what every Cowboy says. Because they were just that that, de- that defense was that, so real. Man, take, take me take me through being in the backfield and kind of looking out and like what your priorities were of that Eagles defense and kind of what your initial thoughts. I'm were looking for, each for guy. the safety to drop in the box. I'm I'm breaking the huddle. I'm looking for the eight man front, the bear defense. Right. And they will shift to the bear defense at times. And that safety's in the box. Andre Waters hanging around there and all that kind of stuff. Clyde Simmons on one side. Yeah. Seth Joyner. Reggie, Reggie White, yeah, uh, Jerome, Gold, Brown. Jerome Brown in the yeah. middle. Yikes! I mean, did, did they, did and Byron Evans, and then Eric Allen out there on the other side, Wes Hopkins on the other side. I mean, I'm like saying, okay, Damn. did the Eagles talk shit back then? Because their coach was Buddy. Yes. Yeah. The Eagles have never stopped talking. <laughs> yeah. Who's Just the like best you, shit talker you never stopped talking shit. No, it's part up. of our DNA. <laughs> Who are the best it's, shit talkers? You've been your, I mean, they must put. Shit talkers in your in the, the wounds water. of the mamas and dads <laughs> and everything when y'all come out. Here's what happens, and I explain this about why people think Eagles fans stink. We don't think, we know. <laughs> yeah. Woo woo. That's it. Is because we are a beaten down dog. Oh, meow, 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 meow. And we're going to bite the shit out of everybody when we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> not a, I'm going to be so insufferable. You're not a beat down dog. You beat yourselves down because you, you talk too daggone much. You don't have any humility. You don't even know how to win a Super Bowl. Get up. You're learning how to win a Super Bowl. There's a reason why. 
Belichick is Belichick. Yeah. There's a reason why the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Yes. There's a reason why the Steelers are the Steelers. There's a reason why the 49ers were the 49ers. They reach out to others to understand what they should do when they get in those big moments. <laughs> Y'all think you know it already. That's your damn problem. Uh, well, yes. Let me tell you something. Yes. How you like them apples? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to walk into the club, and you're going to say, oh, they let the riffraff in. Well, and we're going to walk in, and we're going to knock the drink off the table, and we're going to stand on the table. Like, what was his fucking name for I the don't 49ers? Know, but then the table's going to break, like and Charles then they're going to out of the club. Like Charles Haley, and we're going to shit on the desk. I can't. Charles, have you ever heard that story? And you, you know what? You're not going to even have an opportunity to do that because that's y'all attitude. <laughs> that's y'all attitude. See, there's no humility with the, with your Philadelphia Eagles at all. Oh. And, and, and it has nothing to do with the players. I know. Because it's all the fans that people yes. that don't even play the game that yeah. talk like this. Yeah. Uh-huh. The players themselves, they understand how hard it is to get here. I know. And how hard it is to go out there and compete against a team like the Patriots. I understand. And so, oh no, dude, you, you and the rest of your, 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 yeah. your, 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 yeah. your jolly green giants over <laughs> here. Uh, you know, y'all just need to take a chill pill, man. Y'all, y'all. Yeah, hey, y'all bipolar over the dog. <laughs> I love it. I love that was one of the greatest like rants I've really seen good. in a while. It was a very good. You didn't even know promo. what to say. You I were don't. licking your lips. I, I was licking my lips. It. I'm looking at his chest hair. I'm really confused right <laughs> now. Emmett just you gave me a beat down. I appreciate. I you. mean, you brought it up. Of course I did. I mean, because I could take it, but I love it. Damn. Y'all see that? Yes. Yeah, three. three. You didn't wear. It's three o. You didn't wear your your rings though. It's three o. Three o. Yeah. We got three. They got old. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And come Sunday, though, even though I'm rooting for you, you are. You possibly get one. Oh, baby. I'm excited for the one. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the fact that I still believe in Dak. And when Carson's comes back, I just want the Eagles Cowboys rivalry to be good again. Don't worry. It, it will be. Yeah. It will be. And then we're going to talk. I think we should put a wager on those games every year. Why? Why? Because I want to bet this. I want to no, bet everything against I'm you. I'm on the football field. I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I know what I can control, what I do. Give, give me your thoughts real quick before before we let you go. We don't want to take all your time today. But I'm so glad you shit on Mr. <laughs> was, Eagles over oh, here. There was so much real. No, there was real in because that? you know those fans said things below the belt to him back in the day. Like, Is it, was it? Were we bad? What? No, 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 no. Enough of you. I want to know. Were we fucking bad to you? The absolute worst. How fucking bad were you? Because I it, will it, apologize. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. Because that was fucking real it, shit. It, it, it is so bad. It is so bad. And. and it's not the players, because I think the players, as players, we respect the game enough. Of course. And understand when the boundaries, where the boundaries stop. I want to know specific examples of something that has stuck with you for 20 years. Um, booing Michael Irvin when he got hurt. Understand. I completely um, understand. A jail cell in the dog. That's bullshit, because there's know. one in, in almost every stadium right no, now. No, no. Right not now? back in the old days, though. Not back in, you yeah, were the only uh, one in the old days. So you're upset because we policed ourselves. And... <laughs> Throwing don't batteries, no, batteries, batteries, batteries yes. at, at folks, and yes. then two people then did it. That no, garbage of a, that two. garbage of a football field that terror. Now that was fucked up. That, exactly. All right, let me. Help. I know we're gonna fucking wrap. Hold on, let, can hold I finish? On. Yeah, you're gonna. There's some finish. more things I can say too. St- stop waving your fucking finger. <laughs> this is the realest shit we've had all fucking week. <laughs> Emmett is talking truth right now. He's gonna go. I'm sorry. And, Keep going. And so, and then, just the way the fans are. I mean. Even when you win, you're nasty. Yeah. When you lose, you're, you're nasty. So we're consistent. So, so, yo, you definitely are consistent. I want to say this. Um, but what, one thing I do like, though, I will say this. Okay. When I walk down the streets of Philadelphia, I get love. They do love you. I hate the Cowboys. 
But I respect but I you. I love you. Yes. <laughs> we, we, I hate the Cowboys, but dang it. Damn, you I, were good. I, <laughs> we, we really are. We are synonymous with my mind with one athlete, and that's Allen Iverson. And here's the reason why. We never get it done, but we fucking are dogs, and we go with all of our heart, and we respect people that play that way as well, and that's why you get the love. I want to say this. I've always wondered this question. I, it's the one thing that I'm always embarrassed about as a Philadelphia fan is the Michael Irvin one mm-hmm. because I think it's the lowest class. All the other ones, I can figure out why. Yeah. I just want to know what it was like in the locker room after that game. Were you guys ready to fight fans after that? Because oh, I would have been so pissed. I was hot. Yeah. I was hot. I was hot. First of all, as a player, you don't want to see any player. I don't care if it's my own teammate right. or some right. other teammate. You don't ever want to see nobody go down like that. Yes. And so to, to be booing and cheering in the middle of that, it yeah. is just classless. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And if y'all had a little bit of an ounce of humility, an ounce of humility, yeah. I think God might bless y'all with a Super Bowl. I believe that if they win... <laughs> They will get a little bit classier because I think they're going to no, stop being no, a loser. No, no, because hey, you shut are, up. You are, stop wasting this time. He's got to do something are. here. Look, he's ready just to like you Denny Green. Remember, Denny, you are who we thought you were. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You want to know who I was raised by? Do you see that man, the green hat and the green jersey? And he's with, that's my fucking dad. Is it really? Yeah. And he's rocking. He's what smiling. jersey are you rocking? He, Wes Hopkins. Wes Hopkins. Exactly. Yeah. Man, his dad, gave me, his dad gave me some great firepower about that. Is it my pops for real? Really? Yeah. yeah. All right, so who are you here with? I'm here with Hager. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. Sims and Lefko, we want you to do your pitch. You're a star. You know how to do this. Right. We are going to rate your salesmanship 1 through 10. We want to see the heat you got. I, I, I don't need you to do you nothing. Got I don't need you to do nothing. What's that? Okay, I'm here with Hager. Hager Hall of Fame dads. Okay. We're asking... The world, or the country, to submit mm. who you believe is a Hager Hall of Fame dad within your lifestyle. I got one. Now it could be a teacher, it could be your father, it could be uh, a principal, it could mm. be a coach, it could be all of those things. And we want you to nominate these individuals as Hager Hall of Fame dads. Mm. Now the contest begins today, and it goes all the way up to May. And then after that, we're going to select your nominees are going to come in, and 52 people will have an opportunity to win not only some clothing, yeah, Hager clothing. But also an opportunity to go to the NFL Hall of Fame yeah. or the NBA Hall of Fame. That's what we want. Sims, what is your official grade? My first one of the week, everybody. I'm giving a 10. Great sales pitch. And you shit on Lefko regularly through this interview. I loved it. Nine is not bad. I'll take a nine. I know you will. Nine is a passing grade. <laughs> Damn it. You're the man. Good Damn, that was real Y'all shit. Good. Will you come back? I might. I won't come back if y'all win. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want me to come back for. No. <laughs> no. Nah, you know, I'm going for y'all, man. I really, I was rooting for, I, I told people I was rooting for y'all early this week. You know And your folks over here started booing to me. All right, we hate I the heard them booing you before. I heard them. I heard them booing Listen, I am, I am the positive representation of this fans. I appreciate it. Hey, Pops. What's up, man? <laughs> Don't get caught up now. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. And that was Emmett Smith hating my stinking guts. Yeah, I pointed at my dad, and he was, like, yelling at my dad. Well, you got the last laugh. You're right. The Eagles won. When next time he comes into Bleacher Report, we'll show him a picture of the new Super Bowl ring. Oh, man. Like, how do you like this? (sighs) 
What's it like? How do you like those? Do green you have emeralds? any rivalries that have lasted through the to- like the test of time? Like, are there any teams fans that really like either yelled at you that it just stuck with you? Gosh, I mean Oklahoma. I always hear about that because Texas Oklahoma is such a big rivalry. Uh, I would say that more than anything that for my career. You know, I didn't I didn't get a chance to play enough in the NFL to kind of ignite those rivalries. I would have. I would have been that asshole. Some, though, everybody. With your dad too. Well, yeah. I mean, my dad certainly has a lot of them. I mean, whether it's the Eagles, the 49ers, you know, um, even the Redskins. The Redskins, I feel like, is like a healthy respect rivalry. That was the one thing that pissed me off the most about two Bills. Right. Not only do they not say the name Phil Simms, you never heard about it. Well, ESPN doesn't like my dad, so they probably went out of their way to make well, sure he wasn't part of it. But it was like it was like they talk about the Super Bowl win, right. and they don't mention the fact that your dad goes twenty one to twenty five and has the greatest performance in the Super Bowl to that. Yeah, point. no, I, ESPN goes out of their way to usually not include my dad in anything. They're mad at they had some contract disagreement back in nineteen ninety four where my dad got done, and obviously they're not happy with the way my dad treated them. I don't really know. Like my dad's never told me the specifics of those stories. I could get it out of them, but you probably could. <laughs> but either way, yes, they will avoid his name at all costs. And I've had people up there tell me that that's what, I mean, they are literally told sometimes to avoid it. Right. Uh, I'm sure people at home are going, hey, we didn't get Phil the week of the Super Bowl. How could they not have my father on that, right? I mean, he's he's the only one that spent more time with any of them. I mean, any of them. That's what's hilarious. He was on there one quick spot. They had all the, the, just getting yelled at by Parcells. But But I'm sitting there go, what guy is Nobody's covered more Patriot games in Bill Belichick's career than Phil Simms. But no, ESPN couldn't come to that. Not only that, it's the quarterback, like, they ran the defense. Phil was up with the offense. Yeah. Like, I don't. I That's don't all right. Know. Whatever. Um, but a lot of people are asking, the week before the Super Bowl, Sims and Lefko, yeah. we didn't get Big Phil. Right. The week after the Super Bowl, we're not getting Big Phil. Episode 154, can we'll we get him, guarantee? Yeah, we'll get him next week for sure. Because I need him. Yeah. We, we should will. get him in here. So. Well, we've just been off our schedule. Yes. Do we get him in here or do we go to Franklin Lakes? No, we need to get him in here. You want him to see the yeah, culture. Yeah, he needs to be here, right? That'll loosen okay. his ass up a little bit so he's not like Johnny giving us this straight answers. I convinced Howie Long to let us go to the grotto, but I don't think you're going to take the trip. Gosh, I don't really want to. You are so, you just want to, you love routine. I've been to that John Elway, uh, Mike Shanahan, Terrell Davis bowling alley, though. Let me just tell yeah. you about that. Holy shit. Shanahan's were rolling in it, huh? Man, the Shanahan's house is like a castle. When you're the head coach of a team, right? do you just fucking run the city? When you won the Super Bowl in it, yes, right? you can do just about whatever you want. Yes, like what is Doug Peterson's life like right now? He's just gosh, he's not he's not going to have to pay for dinner for a long time. Things like that. He's so not going to have to worry about it. You go to the it's restaurant. It's Friday night at eight o'clock, and you're calling for the hottest spot in town. What's your name, Peterson? Uh, d- like the coach of the Doug. Pe- yes, that's my husband. Oh yes, we'll have a table for two for you at eight fifteen. Do you go there expecting to pay and then get pleasantly surprised? Yeah, no, or do you yeah. not even bring the wallet? No, no, they, they expect to pay. <laughs> they expect to pay, certainly. But yeah, he is going to have it all. I mean, people are going to be sending drinks to his table. People are going to start coming up to him with, oh, do you, let's have a steakhouse and we'll put your name on it and we'll make millions a year because it's the Doug Peterson Championship Steakhouse and whatever. Did, yeah. Was there a Phil Sims Steakhouse no, or a car No, we talked about it in our family. The Shanahan's have it. Elway has it Elway out there. Has it. Ton. Yes, I mean uh, it, it's, it's easier in cities that are not named New York. Well, New York is certainly its own animal. Yes, yeah, you better be you better be pretty big time. It wasn't and the Phil, food better be good. Like Phil Jeter Sim can't Sticks. just put up a restaurant and they go, oh, it's Derek Jeter. It's going to be good. If it's not good, 
people want to go. It has to be like 40-40, where people are like, damn, it's Jay-Z and it's well, awesome. Well, they have like the Clyde Frazier Steakhouse and right, all that stuff. Right, right. Uh, one uh, iTunes comments for us, Giles1994. Who do each of you think would be the best Texans backup quarterback? Wow. And who do you think they will actually sign? My thoughts are that Tyrod would be the best backup, but I don't think he'll be the backup quarterback because he wants to start. So he's obviously saying, if you're building a team around Deshaun Watson, who's the guy that could go behind him? Watson's a lefty, right? He's a righty. He's a righty. Yeah, good job by you. You know who could work out there? Uh-huh. Kaepernick. <laughs> I mean, he laughed, his but skill then you immediately set, went, shit, he's the similar skill well, set. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I don't even give a shit about the skill set. I mean, does Derek Anderson's skill set fit the Cam Newton offense? That's the no. bullshit part of it, like the propaganda of that whole argument. Well, how about this? We sat but, down with Deshaun Watson. We saw what his makeup is. Yes. He wants to be great. Right. He's studying Tom Brady. Right. As a young quarterback, who's the kind of guy that you think fits in well I, for his maturity? I do think Tyrod Taylor is a good thought. He's going to fit not only the offense, he's also going to be kind of an unassuming guy who's yeah, not going to try to polarize. To or, yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't know if he's going to be able to. I mean, there's only so many spots at the table here to be a starting quarterback. So I, I find it hard to think that he is really going to be that guy. Other than Deshaun Watson... You know, again, I don't know. It depends where how a lot of these things shake out. I mean, they could also look the Josh McCown route if the if the Jets decide they might just go. Well, let's have Josh McCown down here. He'll be the backup to a Deshaun Watson. He can help him out in the meeting room. And if they, if Deshaun's not healthy or ready to go, we can win a few games with Josh. McCown I could see a Drew Stanton making sense. Sure. Because he's athletic enough. I could see a Mark Sanchez who's been on a number of teams right now as a backup. I could see Matt Moore. Being so, I'm just looking at impending yeah, free agents right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, you know, then it starts to get down into the. I don't think Blaine Gabbert is a bad backup. I don't think so either. Because spe- I'm also trying to think of the Bill O'Brien offense. Right. They want the six foot five, the guy that can drop back, has a strong enough arm. Yep. And then also, they could also keep Tom Savage. Sure. I don't think that's crazy either. I don't think it is either. Okay. We just fixed the Texans' backup quarterback situation. Yeah. Any other names coming to mind? I mean, you know, I mean, what, what are the what are the Broncos going to do? I, I don't know. You know, who's is is Paxton Lynch going to be there if they draft a quarterback? What's I mean, there's just so many possibilities right now. It's it's hard to tell the future quite yet. We have to see a few of these dominoes fall to be be able to place everything else together. I've never asked you this. This is going to be my final question for this podcast. Right. Episode one fifty four is coming on Wednesday. Again, follow us on Sims and Lefko on all social media. If Brock Osweiler ends up having a longer career than you, yeah. are you going to be pissed? No. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of guys that are. I'm going to feel that are not as good as me, but their career is going to be longer. Or whatever. It's Can't just believe it, it didn't work out with the Jets. <laughs> it's the. It is. It'll always be my life lesson. It's just. It is what it is at this point. Maybe it was meant to be, so I could open my big mouth with you and on NBC and do all that crap. And that's the key. So I think it allowed you to have a family, right? And now you're fucking chilling with Sims and Lefko. Yeah, you're right. It could be worse. Man, if, if only you saw the Twitter account. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, that is it. Thanks, as always, for subscribing. Share. The more people that see this, the better. we got big things planned uh, here at Bleacher Report with Sims and Lefko. We're excited to get to it. We still have more interviews. Literally. Still have more interviews. That's how good they were. We hope you're enjoying them. For Sims. Peace out, homie. Fendrick says good evening in the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Says good night. Thank you so much. Hit us up on social. Hit me up in the DMs. I'll respond. And uh, for now, until episode 154, love you guys. Talk to you soon.